0: Hi, and welcome to Journeys to Belonging podcast with host Dr. Eileen Winokur, featuring awesome educators and leaders who share their journeys, advice, and personal stories about feeling a sense of belonging. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. This week, I have another one of my good friends who I really just met about a year ago, but I feel I know him so well, even though we've never met in person, we've met a lot online. And that is a Mapengi Fabrisi. And uh, Katala is someone who reached out to me. He lives in Kakuma camp and he reached out to me soon after Honore had reached out to me. And he had some ideas for some projects, but his focus is a little bit different. And I was really interested and not sure if I could help him. So I asked him to put together a proposal. But I am so excited to have everybody hear your story. Katala, welcome.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And um, I really didn't tell people too much about you. So... Please share a little bit more about yourself, and um, you know uh, whatever you want to share with us in terms of your education, your life, or um, you know any anything at all.
1: Yes, um, thank you very much, Eileen. Yeah, um, my name is Italo Mpengepatrie. I'm Congolese by nationality. I come from the Democratic Republic of Congo province. I live my life in the area, a lot of nightmares, wars. Of course, I can say that I thank God because I escaped death several times so was, you know, in the world, you know, a war on area, and especially in my area, the territory, whereby the war in the DRC, the Congo, the enemies, uh, when they invade the six that's where the, the first place they enter is that area of people of course and most of my family members of course they died while that we are running and that's what our daily life run, hiding ourselves in the bush and yeah I really uh, I have a lot but that's uh, briefly, that's, uh, in terms of like I left theFC for really a uh, very bad life because when you uh, experience war every day, When there is like peace, one month, the second month, there is war, you run, the bush, and yep. So, but I got great, I managed to escape. And In 2012, I reached
0: uh, Kenya,
1: a refugee camp in Kenya. I never knew that there was a refugee camp, but because of the circumstances, yes, it happened, and I found myself in the camp, and it was in 2012. But before I leave my country and uh, in the DRC, of course, Completed accomplished my studies of uh, primary and secondary school in business administration, and I uh, was in my first year uh, studying in the university you know, in medicine, medicine, the focus of medicine. Area in my village, Mwenga territory. I uh, had, I, when I saw that uh, fellow uh, Congolese women and uh, the youth, they are just uh, idolized and doing nothing, some of them like uh, involving themselves in vanity and theft. So I started to organize them and we uh, started uh, something at an organization called Afda, which was. In French, I can call it action de volontaire, a big stage of life, dealing with farming and breeding in the village. So I told them that, yes, we have to do something, you know, uh, in our area there, you find that uh, most of the Congolese, we we have, of course, uh, a better, better land, rich and everything. But people, because of wars and conflicts, some are traumatized and they don't think about, like, development, it's not a they don't care that we depend mostly with uh, Rwanda to get food out of Rwanda, so which means something which personally I didn't, I did appreciate, of course. I, so I had there talk with some community members and uh, some youth, of course, in the university where I was studying. Also, uh, my colleagues and other community members there were eighteen of. something that can help my fellow refugees to be better because I know their problem Ideas, but I cannot do everything alone. So we have to, to uh, come together with uh, some other uh, But when uh, you know you have to do something which you feel you you like the most, and, and uh, as you know, women and children in the camp they are the most vulnerable. You know? So I was thinking like, uh, if what is we can do something about the uh, the women.
0: Yes, that's so interesting that. Um felt as a refugee you needed to be able to um, you needed to be able to use what you know about what the refugees need there and that the international organizations although they were trying to help they weren't really seeing exactly what you needed there because they weren't there on the ground with you. So um, Tyler, that's really interesting in terms of what you know all the organizations that you were involved in and all the ideas that you have you're a true entrepreneur that's for sure with starting these ideas and then last year somewhere probably around September you know we had taken the Kerry Institute course together so we had been in touch a little bit through that but then you reached out to me and asked me if there was any way that i could support some ideas that you had that you wanted to start with uh there is hope africa which is your your own organization that you founded so to take us through that a little bit how did you get the idea for it and why specifically because you're specifically focusing on women and girls in in the, your community so those two things, how did it get started and why the focus on women and, uh, and young girls?
1: Uh, thank you very much for that question. Yes, as I mentioned it before, I worked with uh, many organizations, more than 10 of those yeah. And uh, while working with those organizations, I realized that uh, uh, among the beneficiaries, you'll find that even if, if like uh, trainings or other just uh, uh, conferences that involve refugees, you'll find that the women are almost not there. It's only men and young boys, something like that. But as I know, as a refugee of living in the camp, the people who are vulnerable the most vulnerable, the are women and girls. So I was like having that question in my mind. Why, why, why? Like, if it's like a, a training institute, you'll find men are 90 or 95 and 99% are just men. Other places, in 100% adjustment. just so I not really think it is, I said, no, uh, why? Then while trying to interrupt you, some uh, women will find that some of them were saying, yeah, you know, uh, we have children and when you have like a child, it's some somehow difficult for you to go to the training, you'll find that face a lot of challenges. So, do anything about yes but i told them yes you have a limited number but the people you are assisting they are just refugees like the ones I'm presenting to you they are facing the same same problems you and you know it you know but they said "Yo, oh, we are very sorry we, there is nothing you can do those were some of the answers we are what i, was, I Thank you. Know what
0: your ideas were, and you yeah, mentioned of course, yes. yes, yeah, and you mentioned you had two, uh, two ideas, two things, two trainings, vocational trainings true. you wanted to start.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Then you asked me to send you the project proposal. Yes, yes. And uh, that was really uh, the beginning of uh, journey. Uh, doing what I had in the mind for several times, trying my best to knock on the doors in the gap and fail. But you found it, and uh, I God's grace right, really, <coughs> you assisted in making those ideas alive. And now, the fellow refugees, together we are really uh, training each other, experiencing the, 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 seeing the changes, of course, and. Involved in this group, two groups, women and girls, uh, because when we started after you were responding to the proposals, of course, you funded uh, the Resort Africa and we started, of course, in September. We launched our programs on the Great and we started dealing with uh, women and girls, uh, training them, uh, providing them vocational skills, they are dressing,
0: of course. Yes, yeah, you had two two ideas one was hairdressing and the other one was tailoring. Which we hope to get yeah. to eventually, but we decided to start with one and see how it would go. And so, you know, you also mentioned one of the things that you were concerned about, other than the fact that you looked around and you really didn't see w- women represented anywhere, you know, or very small numbers. And then you started talking to them and seeing that the problem was, you know, they had families and it was difficult for them to take trainings. You also mentioned to me that. And I've also read this, that in the camp, there is a lot of domestic violence because the women aren't able to really be financially independent. And so they're seen as sort of weaker. So that was also one of the things that that drove you to really focus on them, right?
1: That's true, that's true. The domestic violence really in the camp. The fact that, you know, in the camp, of course, there is a lot of poverty, of course, poverty. So when, like, you find a man, Trying his best to work provide for his family you find that the income is not enough and most of them they don't have jobs there is no there is no job in the camp so uh, one hand providing the family of like three four five different is difficult so yeah. uh, if the wife needs like uh, shoes clothes and the man is not able to provide all those things so the pro- the conflict arise in the family um. so uh, those are many many we find in the mind among, of course, the challenges
0: uh, women are because they yeah. are not independent, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was one of the things I know that you were concerned about initially. So tell us we, you, we, get, we started small at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how it got started, how many women, because there have been several cohorts now who have graduated. But tell us at the beginning what happened because it started with just the hairdressing. Uh, you had to bring in the equipment, you had to, so tell us how you got started.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, when we got the funding of the land, of course, we started the air dressing and, uh, we started with 40 women. We had 40 women in the air dressing. But, of course, when we launched the program, uh, many women were interested. So, we were targeting those, especially those 40, uh, of course then we realized that most of them were had children they had children and uh, as I mentioned the, one of the challenges uh, many women are not attending those uh, educational training that would help them to become independent so children so in that course we are addressing in September, we have uh, women and young mothers who had children and I remember I tried I reached out Baba, yeah tried to how those women have children and the uh, uh, young mothers uh, having some challenges of course coping the training but also under
0: the baby. yeah you said I, some of them were bringing their children with them and trying to train and they were crying and underfoot and some of them were leaving small children at home and they were you know constantly worried about how they were doing yeah, it was just course, it was a terrible distraction for them
1: distraction then yeah. I reached out to you and I to you that so, there was a need of having like a daycare at uh, the center, and uh, if I got great, of course, you responded positively, and uh, you also funded the uh, daycare program. Then we handled that uh, problem, of course. And we had the second program at the center, which is daycare and also uh, no uh, addressing, but also the daycare program. That is the second
0: program, right? Yeah, so, and you so you tried to find a space for them, but then it turned out that the women wanted the children a little bit closer. So you, you found an area for them. We bought them some toys, but then oh. you were worried because the children were crying because they were hungry? Of oh, course,
1: oh, yes. The children were hungry, as I said, you know, in the camp, there is a lot of.
0: To the training in a little bit of detail but you also were able to employ people right you you hired several trainers and also uh cooks for the tell us a little bit about how much how many staff members you have now
1: oh, of course yes and i can say that uh, through you know, young or long, you know, in the crew of course we are employing They are doing a a, a great job, of course. All those that are there in charge of taking care of the children while their mothers are learning. Others are there just cook for them. Others are taking their time to share the knowledge they have.
0: That's true, and there, there is so much more to be done really, but and we'll talk about that a little bit at, at the end. So tell us uh, a little bit more about the course, because when I uh, receive your monthly reports, I find it fascinating about all the different techniques, and of course I see the photos, which we'll share in the presentation um, on the show notes, but I always found it really interesting the different type of techniques that they learn and uh, during the time for their training. So, tell us a little bit about how long the training is, what they learn, and uh, how many cohorts or how many groups have gone through it and graduated already, and what they're doing now.
1: Thank you very much. That's a really good question. Of course, now we are, we started with the court plan in September, and we are dressing, of course, in September, uh, 2019. In January, we uh, finished the course which means uh, one part, uh, the course takes last for six months. The training for six months, the addressing six months. And in uh, the mid January, we started with the second part, called, uh, which was somehow how because of Corona. It was
0: interrupted, to, yes. was
1: interrupted, but yeah. we resumed the course in June, mid June, I think.
0: Right. And uh,
1: by August, we were able to finish. Now we are in four three, which means we have now we have now shifted to like in terms of only addressing more than 120 women have gone through this, air. Some of them, of course, they are doing great great work. And the life has we are trying to change the life. Of- yeah,
0: I know people. you said that even when the first first cohort went through, they were already going home and trying out on their relatives and the people in their community.
1: Of course, yes. Of course, very recently, uh, something which uh, maybe I hope to share with with you uh, soon. But let me share here. Uh, Last week, of course, we had some people, of course, uh, locals, or let me say Kenyan, of course, locals, who would like to take some of our uh, trainees who have gone through the uh, training, start working for them, uh, addressing uh, uh, jobs, of course, which means the, the, the jobs, of course, they very soon they'll be uh, employed, of course, because
0: wow. those are
1: our, some of our products, And uh, some of, uh, of course, the, uh, the, 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 the trainees who are now in this third board, some of them received uh, calls from Gitali, uh, a place called Italy, somehow far from here, it's like twenty hours from here saying that yes we saw you learning and dressing and reading by what you saw you have you, you have the skills we want we need. So they want to take them from here to uh you tell me by November, something like that, so it'll be second employed there. So all those are the achievements we are proud of as the no the tree of support. So we find that lives are changing in many ways and so they are now being called to work. Jobs are just I guess, finding them where they are. We are really, uh, we appreciate what, what you continue know, doing. But also, the training, everything training, uh, is fascinating and a uh, lot of techniques because, you know, Kakuma refugee camp, we have more than 18 nationalities living together in Kakuma refugee camp that's why I do say that uh, the, uh, the African Union is not in a Ababa by Ethiopia but the Africa the real African Union is here in the camp in I love it because we live more than imagined more than not only it was 2018 in 2017 but now I one of the UNHCR staff us, is reaching 22 nationalities in the camp so which means wow. we live together. Every day, and uh, Ethiopians they have their own techniques in addressing Sudanese, Congolese, uh, Burundi, Rwanda, all those.
0: Programs that we're hoping to start, we started a little bit is try to microfinance. Uh, So explain that a little bit.
1: Of course, yes, and um, yeah, that idea that. uh them but also supporting them to achieve also uh, their goals so through that loan program we are able to support the women
0: so right yeah because you support. know if they're not getting hired by by somewhere then they have to have some kind of equipment and things to start with in order to be able to start their business so that is another program that we're hoping to start with initial funding. Uh, then. That would end up repaying itself, and so that's that's something that hopefully we'll will be able to get going along with expanding the programs and doing the tailoring. But recently, you also added something else that is a kind of a business, which I'm really excited about. It just within the last couple of weeks or so. Tell us about that. Oh, of
1: course, yes. Um, last month, I I had a. I a Zoom meeting with uh, uh, an entrepreneur in Nairobi, who uh, does what you call deed uh, work, lead work uh, designing what called call bracelets, but also some watch, watch, and other. Uh, headpieces. So many, many, a lot of things. Beautiful. Uh, yeah.
0: Necklaces, headpieces, yes. all kinds of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. So when I saw that online, I had to find out the contact information. Reach out to him through the meeting, and I really requested the speaker he could come to Kakuma to train some uh, uh, to get that knowledge that would also help them, yes of course, and uh, we really accepted because people who are living in Nairobi, not all of them accept to come to Kakuma, most of them they don't like, they know Kakuma is a horrible place, a disaster, and desert and a lot there. of scorpions, snakes, yeah, so they do fear, do fear. Uh, but uh, we then that uh, the renewing accepted and uh, I reached out to you, of course, I presented you that program. Yeah, because it's
0: it's finally, uh, you know, um, something that can make money and sustain itself, right? And and get, of you know, course, get people to course, know yes. know your training program is very worthwhile. Of course, yes. So
1: uh, through the funding you provided, we are able to pay uh, the position of the trainer and and we have the pay rent the hotel and the the training the training equipment and we were able to start it so, two weeks ago we started. We had a lot of number of refugees who wanted to attend but uh, of course we had a, a limited number because we want we wanted to be a uh, uh, training of trainer that these are trained and they could train others, but also these people who are trained, they have now, they were able now to begin doing it after the training. Oh, so that's training wonderful. Classes, yeah. So, classes, one, so, uh, one,
0: so you have a group of women who are going to be trainers and yeah. a group of women who are actually the crafts, w- crafts people who so, are making it, the pieces.
1: Yeah, you are, you business now. You the to go to that science, yeah. yeah. That's, that's something new. Is. Something new, which is not in but also very important, which 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 is, is many people they, they like that because the products they are all not only sold to but worldwide, anyone wow. they need of the yeah.
0: yeah. and you said there were a number of festivals and holidays uh, throughout the next couple of months, and people look for those things to buy before the festival starts, right? Oh,
1: oh. When we're just when we are just beginning and start receiving orders from various refugees of different communities so from different states, those are the products that are needed. Not only uh, one community, but everyone, everyone likes for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. For men and women, uh, yeah, they bo- both, they both, yeah. they, they love, they love wearing those things, and especially if they're very colorful. I'm looking forward to seeing the the finished pieces when they're ready.
1: Oh, oh of course, yes, of course, yes, of course, yes. That's yeah. so special, which means now that that is the first program that we are running.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's excellent. That that was that was due to your initiative and looking out for different ideas to bring, you know, back and that and that the the trainer was willing to come in from Nairobi. And Nairobi is not near nearby. Uh, as we spoke to Honore last week, uh, Nairobi is quite far and takes a long time to get there.
1: Very
0: far. Yeah, so yes. it's a uh, it's yes. a lot of a lot of travel. And I guess he stayed there and trained the women for uh, five days, right? Of course, yes, of course,
1: it's five, yeah. five
0: days. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, we have pictures, photos of the, all of that too. So what we'll try to do is. Uh, is include that as much as we can uh, when we when we push all of this out so that people can get an idea. Um, Kitala, we're almost coming to the end of our time, but uh, I'd love to know if, is there anything else you'd like to share or, or advise people that, that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Yes, really, uh, what I'd like to say is that uh, we are human beings. And as human beings, problems, are part of our life, of course. but uh, although they differ, like we as refugees, we have our own problems, which like someone. That's all. Camp, not because I planned it to be in the camp. No, our country, as the world knows, the Democratic Republic of Congo is the richest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have now smartphones, we have computers, electric cars, this organization in America, Tesla, because of our country, the DRC, these smartphones, because of Congo. So we have a lot of things, but because of these walls and social injustices, we are, I found myself being refugees. Mm. But uh, people could understand yeah. your health, your support. Very important. We have a lot of problems we've gone through, a lot of wars and nightmares. But I believe with this program, the believe with training, people can get these and change changes in their lives. Yeah,
0: and like you said, you know, having hope and having that connection to the outside world, which really you didn't have before we were in contact, other than you know their classmates from the Kerry Institute class and. And others, if you you know you have outside the, the camp, and as as you said, you've been there since two thousand twelve, and I doubt that you you know it's hard to know whether you're able to even go back uh, to your home country. Although I know you you would prefer to be there, but uh, the you know being resettled or going somewhere else is probably highly unlikely. They say very small percentage of those in Kakuma who are now over 200,000 with Kalabayi will ever be resettled. So you have to make Kakuma your home, which means you have to find the possibilities and the opportunities to work, to help the community and so forth. And so I think it's wonderful what uh, you and uh, your organization, There is Hope Africa, is uh, truly giving everybody hope in your community, so thank you so much, Katala. The last thing I always like to ask my guests is where where are the best places, or where is the best place to find you, either on social media or on a website? Where should people go? And then I'll also put that in the show notes.
1: Yes, of course, we, uh, we have our social media account, Facebook. For so the Facebook uh, account, if just uh, people, they- they write, like, there is of Africa will find out there is of Africa. Okay. Or for Twitter, it is at there Africa. And for the YouTube, it is there is of Africa, the same name. Yeah, there is of Africa, there is of Africa. Yeah. So
0: okay. perfect. And I'll make sure to put all that in the show notes, along with the uh, Adobe Spark, presentation so that uh, people can see some of the photos and learn a little bit more about about there is hope africa katala thank you so much for spending this time with me and i'm I'm so happy that your story is out there and that people will be listening to it and uh, hopefully supporting you as i have done thank you thank you for listening to today's episode if you're inspired by what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about belonging, check my website Journeys to Belonging. That's Journeys number two belonging. Dot See you next week.